I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the first of the Merry Melodies cartoons that we've watched. It is technically the second Merry Melody cartoon created, um, but the first one I didn't have in very good quality, and I felt like this one had more interesting talking points anyways. So we went with Smile, Darn Ya Smile, uh, the second Merry Melody, and one of only three Merry Melodies cartoons to star the character Foxy, and also his love interest Roxy. I forget if she's in all three cartoons, but... Um, this short is a remake of the short Trolley Troubles, which was a Disney short featuring Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, in whose creation Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Harmon had once been involved. So he's like, just gonna, just gonna do kind of the same thing. It's not exactly the same, like there's a lot of elements in this that are exclusive to it, but the basic concept of the main character controlling a trolley, um... And the trolley getting out of control. I think the cow thing was there, even though it's different in this. And maybe even the fat person thing. I don't remember if that was in the original or not. But yeah, there's definitely elements here that are very similar. Who would like to give a synopsis? I think you pretty much already did. I pretty much already did. Uh, Foxy controls a trolley. Um, a fat per- fat lady tries to get on. And there's rude fat jokes. And then he continues on his way. And he picks up Roxy. And they continue on the tracks. And there's a cow. And they have to get past the cow. And then the the trolley gets out of control. Yep. That's the short. There's also some hobos that sing. There's a lot of singing. <laughs> there's a lot of singing in the short. Yeah. But it's a merry melody. Indeed. What did you guys think of it? I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> it, it was fine. Nothing special. Do you think it's... Better than the Bosco short that we watched a while back. Which one was that one? Sink, sinking in the bathtub or whatever. It's certainly less racist. As to if it is any more enjoyable to watch. Eh. Um, I feel like I felt like I enjoyed the bathtub one more. I think it might have just had better gags and stuff. I think so. Like, the song was fine. Like, I can talk specifically about stuff that I liked. But I feel like I like the other one more. I think it's safe to say, which is relative for all of us, because we didn't enjoy the other one very much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this was, not only was I not a fan of some of the animation or the antics with the animation, rather, I guess, but I also, it was kind of boring. It was just a lot of repetition and it got old. All of the shenanigans that the trolley car did, you know, all of the, the different distortions and coming off and, and just the same old, same old as far as just coming unhinged. And I don't know, all of that. There was a lot of repetition. I don't know. I mean, there were different antics that it would do, but it was the same general concept. So that kind of yeah. got repetitive. Yeah, I think... Well, let's let's go ahead and get specific. There we go. Um, let's talk the story and characters and and like the gags and stuff. I think the only kind of new feeling sort of gag here, which wasn't necessarily at a hundred percent, but like was a different sort, I think, than we've seen before, um, is suggested by this 
Fun fact, uh, for the first time in a Warner Brothers cartoon, the short uses a gag suggested by Bob Clampett, remember his name, who will come back a lot, that has characters from the trolleys, uh, trolley cars advertising posters come to life and perform a bit of business. The studio would soon use gags like this very often. A bit of business. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's very funny phrasing. But yeah, the the using these, these advertising posters for gags that's night... It's just kind of like they're non sequiturs. That's just kind of like they're just doing their own little thing while the rest of the cartoon is happening and and just ads or books or whatever coming to life as kind of new for Warner Brothers cartoons. Uh, probably not for cartoons as a whole, but I'm not sure how popular it was at this point. Yeah, no, I liked like the skeleton thing pulling the ground up to like tuck itself in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cute. And then the boy like blows out the candle and the advertisements themselves go dark. Like you can't see them anymore. Yeah. 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 The coughing one bothered me. And I think it may be too much COVID right now, but it was like, oh, coughing at someone's It's not face. a thought for them in I know. 1931. Oh, I know. I know. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. But <laughs> still coughing in someone's COVID face. world. Yeah. It's still gross at any Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure we're going to see tons. And we already have seen, like, people blow smoke rings in people's faces. Like, that's going to exist for a while. Yeah. And by the way, I I don't know if we mentioned, but Bosco and Roscoe, am I saying that correct? Bosco and Honey. No, I'm not. Are we talking about these characters or the other, the older cartoon characters? These characters. characters. Oh. This is Foxy and Roxy. Oh, Foxy and Roxy? Not even close. (laughs) I don't know where I got Bosco Roscoe. Sorry. I would uh, love to. I want it to be, be Bosco Roscoe. That would be so good. And it's two guys. Of course. And they're clearly together. Clearly. <laughs> okay, so Foxy and Roxy look identical. Well, look just like Mickey and Minnie. They're like Mickey similar. and Minnie, but their faces are very slightly different. And their ears, ears. have a, like a little tip and they got long tails. Yes. And, and they but, have different names. But even Minnie has the same big shoes, same kind of shoes with her skinny little legs. Copyright law was just different the same, back then. Yeah, y'all. has the same hat with the little flower, has the same skirt. Yeah, it's just. But I don't, I don't have any actual notes on critical reception. But given the fact that Foxy only appeared in three cartoons and then never came back ever, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the public, like felt the unoriginality there too and wasn't terribly impressed by it yeah yeah so well and i also would even argue just um that the cow they had blocking the track she's not was, clarabelle but well but but a not you know but a not but along that vein just just borrowing that idea because of the way again it the silly thing with that is just Again, it was supposed to be the, a cow like out in the field type thing, but yeah, cows are just getting on tracks all the uh, yeah, time in these cartoons. Yeah, but she's wearing a skirt and and glasses, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, she's a fancy cow. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's the story is pretty much nothing. We haven't talked about it, but the cartoon ends with, with uh, the trolley going off the rails and he, and and he like flies in the camera yelling and we go into his mouth and the you know, darkness covers the screen. And then he wakes up in bed and it was all a dream. And the radio's playing the song that was playing throughout the cartoon. Um, just, 
I don't think that that was terribly original or interesting, even in 1931. So, mm-hmm. although then, I do, I do kind of like the radio playing the song, though, just for like, oh, that's why this song kept popping up and throughout his dream, why everyone was singing it. So speaking about that song, um, that was the purpose of the Merry Melody series in its original inception was to promote a Warner Brothers owned popular at the time song. So all of them for years have that. And then eventually they stop having it (laughs) because no one cares anymore. Uh, But that was the original purpose and the differentiation between Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes was just like whatever, whatever they thought was funny and was working, uh, which at the time was basically mimicking Mickey unsuccessfully. And Mary Melodies was do that same thing, but make sure this song is in it. So um, there's always songs in, in these. Um, this particular song, Smile, Darn You Smile, later appeared in Robert Zemeckis's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So look forward to... Oh. Being like, this sounds vaguely familiar whenever uh, we eventually watch that movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it is a bit of an earworm. It does get stuck in my head occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's not, not a bad song. A cute, cute little song. Um, the short itself, not as much. But the song is me- more memorable than the cartoon, definitely. The, uh, the animation. Uh, it seems fine. Um, it competent. doesn't, yeah, it does. It Chris. seems competent. It doesn't seem particularly outstanding. It's not as fluid as Disney was doing at the time, but they didn't have as much money that they were putting into it as Disney did. Uh, cause I mean, which kind of makes sense in that Disney's whole thing at this point is animation. There's basically nothing else that they're doing. Whereas Warner brothers, was making live action movies and stuff. This was just like a side thing like that. They opened a studio to, to do because this is what's popular. People want to have these cartoons in front of their movies, but like they weren't going to put all their money into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it definitely shows in that respect, but it doesn't look terrible. Like it looks fine. Uh, the lip sync is, is pretty, pretty spot on um overall um i think that's probably the most impressive thing about it for the time um is that the lip sync is is good but yeah the animation's fine it there none of the gags are that funny uh bob clampett is apparently here but not really being given leave to make the cartoons good yet so you know um i in my own personal watch history uh I, they don't really get good until Tex Avery's there, so, so it'll be a while. Want to go into the part that our podcast is named after? How's it hold up? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, we can we can go. Oh, okay. Now we can, now it's yeah. What was the problem before? Can I can I ask what? I don't know. Okay. Um, just just being a butthead. I understand. <laughs> Mom, do you want to talk about the fat lady hippo? Yes, it was so disturbing because the 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 fat lady hippo they had the the gag she's they make her larger than the actual trolley and then he's trying to stuff her in and and you know pushing you know on her back and her hiney and stuff and then they and have she crushes the, him and yeah at they one have point. the old joke yeah where she yeah. He's got to have a fat person crush a skinny person and she's, yeah and he and he has to crawl out from underneath her and then he pops her like a balloon and she deflates. 
And in you know, it's not unpleasant. Only, yeah, to see someone take a sharp thing and jab it into another character's skin. Yeah, we've been through this. We have yeah. been through this, but this was very. <laughs> she just jabbed it in there. Just jabbed it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a comically large hat pin. It sure is. <laughs> right before he grabs it, mm-hmm. and then not only does she does she shrink and gets, but she she shrinks like all over, like she gets short, super short. Her and, head's still big. Yeah, her head's big, but everything else is yeah. short and little. And, and then she's she, mad, and she yeah, walks she takes away. her huge then clothes that are all around her, almost like a tent, and she drags them off at, at, indignantly as she walks away. So very disturbing. Yeah, not very funny, and uh, goes on for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's hobos. They're, I mean, it's not like it's kind to homeless people here, but they they sing and and have a nice melt. They they harmonize very well. Yeah, they're a a quartet. (laughs) Yeah. Like barbershop quartet kind of guy. Oh, and of course, one of them gay, or at least during his solo part of the song, mimed being gay with his tone and actions. What what actions? He he did he kind of was like had like his his limbs in, and I I don't remember if he actually did a floppy hand, but he did like some kind of effeminate motions. I miss that. Yeah, and then his voice was very like. I'm a gay guy kind of thing. So he literally said that <laughs> he didn't say that, but oh. like, yeah, his, so uh, there's some homophobia in there too. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, and they con- to me, like I just read it as the joke of like the big guy with the little voice and the little guy with the deep voice. No, he was, he was definitely, it was supposed to be that he's, he's effeminate. And then there's animal cruelty in the sense that yeah. don't They're show me animals. what you're cooking in the pot. Because, oh, that was because pretty this, funny, though. I actually <laughs> like that. Did you like this? I when he said, boil, boil, the... boil, darn you, boil. That was yeah, pretty that's funny. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But poor chicken. <laughs> you're going to have like, to get used to animal cruelty, Mom. I, know, I don't know what to tell you, but that's it's sort country. of the bread and butter Steve of. Steve Willie set the tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean,. Tom and Jerry is just a series about animal cruelty. Like, yeah. it's just kind of going to keep being a part of these cartoons. That's, that's and, and no, and I will say, since there wasn't the line, smile, darn you, smile, and then yeah. it was boil, darn you, boil. Yeah, so, no, yeah, it's pretty no, funny. That, that was, that was. Let's talk about favorites and least favorites, then. What was your least favorite moment? Uh, definitely the the fat lady being popped. Yeah. Basically the whole scene with her, but like that moment, that part in particular unpleasant yeah because you just it's she like puts the umbrella in her in her clothes and i'm like this is not great this isn't gonna be good and then it culminates to the popping and it's like no yeah it's terrible uh what was your favorite moment i mean honestly probably the the hobos harmonizing and stuff and then and then the boil darn your boil is that's very cute yes that or the uh some of the advertisements where the skeleton like I, I, tucks I like himself the in, and where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His movements were fun. Yes, yeah. I think for me was the skeleton tucking himself in, and that's very cute. Yeah. Um, who's your least favorite character? I don't know. There's, I guess Foxy because he stabbed a woman. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, he's like 
an even more boring... I mean, Mickey's not even that boring at this point. It takes Mickey a bit to become boring because they have to sanitize him. He's a very boring version of 1930s Mickey. Yeah, he doesn't have a personality. Not really. Start singing. He, like, laughs some and stuff, which Bosco also does that. So there's not really a lot of differentiation there beyond character design. And then, like... Which also isn't that different. (laughs) He, he like, pokes the lady, I don't know, and then the, the, the trolley bottom gets away from him and he runs to pick it up. It's like... It's like none of it really highlights personality traits very much. Yeah. Beyond vaguely rude. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's my least favorite. Who's your favorite character? Probably the guy who said, boil darn you boil. Why not? <laughs> I'm or pick- the or the pig if he's actually gay and good for you. Uh, I'm gonna pick the skeleton. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? I'm pick um, the skeleton. I liked his little handshake. Nothing yeah. matters. Whatever. Uh, yeah, let's say the boil darn you boil guy. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk whether or not we would recommend it and what you would rate it. Overall, this was pretty boring. Uh, the animation was competent, um, nothing new or interesting, but but crisp. So I wouldn't recommend it because it just wasn't interesting. And I would give it a 1.25, even though it like looked better than some of the ones that we probably rated higher. <sighs> like, you know, we're talking overall enjoyment here. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like given the stuff that we've seen and probably a lot of the stuff coming out at this time, there's probably something better. I think I would agree a 1.25 and I'm not going to recommend it for really virtually the same reasons. It was boring. There was nothing really new. Copycat Mickey Minnie and they're not nearly as cute as Mickey and Minnie and yeah, just nothing really interesting. Um, I'll give it a one. I don't know if it even deserves a 2.25. It's just meh. Like there's not, not a lot to it. We really just... Watched it so that you guys could see an early early Merry Melody and um, see the first instance of Warner Brothers floundering to find a character to rally their series around. <laughs> and not the last. Um, yeah, it's meh. I don't, I don't personally recommend it. I don't think it's even historically that important. So, meh. Next time... We will be watching another Mickey Mouse cartoon. Um, Yay. Okay. Yeah. It involves pretty much the whole crew, I think, that we've seen so far in Mickey Mouse cartoons. um, Okay. Putting on our radio show. Okay. All right. Yay. Looking forward to that. It'll be better than this. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Uh, Until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. 
Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Thanks for listening!